0: Maggie. I'm
1: Uday. I'm Ava. And I'm Jimene.
0: We're the Teen Table Talks podcast, and this is our second episode. So, today we're going to be talking about school and our future plans. So, let's start by discussing our own plans for post secondary. So, if you don't know, we're all on IB, and so we're all going to university or hoping to go to university. So, do you guys know what you want to do?
2: Well, I am not sure what program or what university i'm sure i'm going to go to but i know that i want to go to med school so i need think a bachelor bachelor of science or something that will help me get to med school i just need to decide on that so i'm kind of backtracking right now
3: i'm also in a similar career path as uday i think haven't fully figured everything out but um yeah med school i think is where i'm headed right now but i'm keeping my options open
2: yeah same also i don't have a backup plan either so that's something i need to work (laughs) on as well
0: yeah i'm i think my only option right now is law school but i'm still really not sure i don't know what school i want to go to and i don't know what program but i'm also like keeping my options open so maybe like going overseas or going to like the states i mean what about you
1: Um, I personally have no idea what I'm gonna do. Like, it used to be, like, I want to go to med school, but now I'm, like, not 100% sure. But I do know that I would like to swim in university, like, for the varsity team. So,
2: I don't know. I feel like that would heavily influence my decision. Yes, like, you're, you're thinking of, like, a university that has, like, academically and, like, athletic...
0: So how are you guys, like, feeling about it? because for me personally I've been hearing a lot about like universities and stuff and everyone's asking me about it and I feel like I'm getting more and more stressed and like anxious because we need to apply by the end of this year which is in like nine months or something Mm
2: -hmm. we'll be applying around like September to December and it's sometime around then my parents are like you need to start thinking about where you want to apply and what you want to do and I honestly, I know I, I like I said med school, but like even then there's so many options, so many things to choose from. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how many options there are, but also scary because there's so many. Like what if you pick the wrong one and
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Maggie was saying like at this age everybody's asking all the time, you know, like, "Oh, where are you going to go to university? Like what are your plans for the future?" And that's <laughs> a lot to think about at this age. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. I feel sometimes that my whole future is kind of riding on this decision. Just a lot of pressure. Dang, yeah.
2: And, and it is, which is <laughs> so. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. And there's some people who like have it all figured out, and I'm like, what? Uh, how?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah.
3: I'm so jealous of those people.
2: Oh, right. Yeah.
3: They so just put all their energy into one thing. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah um so none of us are really going into the arts that's correct right we're not really considering that as a Um, career path i'm Um, not
2: closing it off i i wouldn't say i'm
3: okay
2: i wouldn't say i'm not i'm i'm not considering it but like i'm not closing it off either i do like act sing and i'm working on dancing
0: okay okay talented
2: that's cool yeah i'm not Creative dancing, but,
0: mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all good
3: at Um, so how do how do we think that this this idea that you know success may not directly follow a career in the arts? How does that idea, um, how's that shaped our course in high school and university? Do you think? Okay,
1: for me, I've always felt like that a lot of movies and stuff I've seen it's always like the struggling artist or like the struggling (laughs) um actor and something always like turns around in their life but for me i just like i'm not that optimistic honestly and yeah i just feel like from like those experiences i just don't really see myself pursuing a future like that because i just don't feel like i have the mental strength to do something like that
3: Okay, do you think those thoughts may have steered you away from a career path in the arts?
1: Um, me, personally, probably not. I don't know. I've always, like, wanted to do a ton of things. Like, when I was younger, I I always wanted to be, like, a bus driver, like, a school <laughs> bus driver. And then in, like, grade six, I wanted to be a doctor. And now I'm, like, not so sure. It's just I've always enjoyed the arts, like, drawing I don't, I don't do it as much, but like music, for sure, I've always enjoyed and I've always like taken part of it, but I've never seen myself really pursuing a career in something like that.
0: Yeah, I find especially in IB and all like the kids that we're surrounded by, so so many of them just kind of limit themselves almost to those three careers of being either lawyer, doctor, engineer, and. I know, I think all of us possibly have kind of fallen into that trap. I'm not sure if it's a trap, but like, actually, so many people in IB just pick one of those three options and go with it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like limiting, I think. So, you think kind of that the education system's like tailored to
3: those specific career pathways?
0: A little, yeah. I know we do have programs like specific for the arts, but I don't know. I just don't think they're as popular like at our school. Uh. Oh.
2: I would say yes, but also no, because I feel like a lot of the uh, like the band members, like, like quite a few of them, and like quite a few choir. There are some like IB kids, but I feel like there are a lot of theater kids in IB. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I went on a trip to watch like Billy Elliot and there were a bunch of IB kids, like in different grades. Like I just knew that they were IB.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I remember, I think Tom Holland acted in Billy Elliot when he was little.
2: He did, I think that was- Such a good actor. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, just to add on to that, like a lot of the kids in our IB cohort, I think they chose to not do like that group seven arts and instead opt for like a second science. Like I did that. Did you guys do that as well?
2: Yeah, I I did that as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so. So I think a lot of people, I guess, at our school are just kind of aiming- for non-arts careers, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, this again goes back to like that that idea that oh it's it's hard to be successful like ideally re- realistically in any pathway there's going to be struggle. That's that's mm-hmm. the fact of life. Like if I know like in India there's like this thing, doctors or engineers and but the thing the thing is there's so many people trying for those jobs and there's so much competition you have to really be like the top of the top in that it's like even if you become a doctor you might not necessarily become like super successful there is this perceived yeah. idea of success
0: speaking of that um i think we kind of wanted to talk about like the idea behind big fish small pond or like small fish big pond or something <laughs> like that um so for those of you who are like unfamiliar with it like a small pond it kind of describes like i don't know the atmosphere that you're in and I feel like I don't have a good explanation for this, (laughs) Ava. Okay, so the way I think of it in terms of
3: like post-secondary, a small pond would be like a smaller university. Maybe it's not as well known. And if you're a brighter student who attends this university, you're going to be the big fish. So you're more likely to succeed, hypothetically. And um, if it is a big pond and you're a small fish with like a whole bunch of other super bright people, then you're less likely to succeed in that sense. And I actually read a book by Malcolm Gladwell called David and Goliath, where he talks about this exact thing. And he was saying how if you graduate from a big pond university with a STEM degree or sorry, from a small pond university with a stem degree you still get that stem degree even and you're actually more likely to graduate because your self-confidence is better at the small pond so i don't know it's just a different way of looking at it when we're thinking of applying to university
2: so to clarify you're saying like in like a smaller university higher chance of like successful future because of like greater self-esteem and like the same essentially the same content so you would be learning the same but you have greater self-confidence is that
3: exactly and then people who go to universities where you know all around them they see these people who are succeeding they are more self-conscious and more likely to drop out because of that
2: yeah that's a really good point to make i yeah i feel like that is the case like the goal is always like even in your the field that you're trying to get into it's to be the top of the top, get into the best universities. I know that for me, for sure, if if I got into Harvard, I'm going to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to a small university if I can go into Harvard and even and especially if I if I'm getting a scholarship too, then I'm definitely gone. So I still, yeah, there's that idea that success also means a better university. Because in a sense there is because of uh, the recognition for those universities mm-hmm. and yeah. the understanding of their teachings and the people that come out too it's also so that like mm-hmm. harvard is known to get be like really hard to get into and even when you're in there like the learning is it's fast it's more difficult so because of that idea and what people and like companies believe that's why it may be easier for them to get a job but they're their education or like their learning may be as much as someone in a small university.
0: Yeah. So something that I actually learned today was especially like in American colleges and universities, um, like the Ivy League schools aren't necessarily like they don't necessarily produce like super successful students. And the thing with that is like the schools are all about prestige. And apparently that's like um, a French word or something for deceit, which is I don't know, that's just something I learned today from this Netflix documentary that I was watching. I was like telling you guys about it, but the college admissions scandal. Yeah, that was really cool.
3: Oh, I think I saw that. I wanted to watch it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I have to say my spare time is not used watching documentaries. (laughs) (laughs) My spare time is used for other purposes.
0: Like what, Uday?
2: Playing games or (laughs) listening to music or doing work.
0: Well, doing works pretty productive, so.
2: Yeah, 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 it's productive.
1: <laughs> I think one, um, okay, a reason that people might be attracted to, like, these big name schools is also, like, when you're in a bigger pond and you're, like, a littler fish. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I don't know. I'm, like, have a very competitive nature. Yeah. I don't know, it breeds the idea that, like, I could possibly be better than all these other people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i don't know it kind of drives me and like pushes me to try and achieve that whereas if i was in if i was the big fish in the small pond then i'd be like oh i'm already so far ahead of these people why would i need to bother trying yeah if it's like the same degree but like i don't know i'm just like abnormally competitive at times
0: Yeah, exactly. I had this conversation with my mom a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking about how like throughout elementary school and like even in high school, she's always kind of pushed me to be in more like advanced, I guess, or more competitive environments. Like when I was little, I was in like French immersion and the gifted program and now in IB. And I think that these environments where there's other students that you perceive to be also very successful and also very like smart and hardworking and it actually pushes you to work harder and, you know, I guess become a bigger fish.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think for me, my, my parents, they're always like, even if I get a good mark, of course, they're happy. But like they're like, remember, you, you want to keep up that good score or get better because your competition is not just with those in your class, it's with those somewhere else. You might. who be in the end applying to the same university as you so like that i kind of have that competitive nature as well Mm -hmm. i I think i like to try try to stay true to myself and honest and still polite and nice but i definitely do have a competitive side
1: and the other thing is like when you let's say you're in this big pond and then you become the big fish it's also a matter of staying that way Because you can't, like, once you become the big fish, you can't, like, slack off. Because then people will, like, take over and, like, regain their position or, like, take over your position. And, yeah, it also, like, drives you to not only get there, but, like, stay there, I think.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I'd say I'd rather be a small fish in a big pond. Although, I think for my self-esteem, that would do... Uh, not great things, but I definitely enjoy the competition and sort of, it would definitely, that would make me work harder and do better. So yeah. what about you guys? That's a
3: good point, but like, obviously that's probably better for productivity, but everybody likes to
0: be the big fish, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. True. yeah. I think for me, like my personality, if I was a small fish in a big pond, that would be like so bad for my mental health, because I don't know, I feel like this is just my competitiveness coming out, but like, I always wanna be number one, best at everything. And I know that's not always the case, but like, I always try to do that. And even if I already feel like I am the best at something, like then my competition is literally myself. So, (laughs) you know, do with that what you want.
2: I think for what I said, I hold true to some extent but I'd say that if I'm a small fish in a big pond and there everyone around me is a big fish I think that small fish being me will die
0: immediately. <laughs> <Not> immediately. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: And this kind of raises the question of like knowing your limits because like if obviously you should push yourself and like try to accept challenges but if you're like a goldfish and you go into a lake, like obviously that's going to be an awful idea for like Mm -hmm. your mental health and it's going to deteriorate real, really quickly. (laughs) And like, there's no point in like accepting something that you know is too much for you and just having it, like just having yourself burn out completely. It's like, you need to know your limit when doing it and don't think that, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like work so hard and like overestimate yourself.
0: I feel like maybe in society today, that's such a big generalization, but I feel like hustle culture is something that a lot of people kind of want. And I feel like you shouldn't want that. Like you shouldn't want to work like 24 hours a day, seven days a week for what, you know? I Mm -hmm. think that's getting a little bit off topic, but that's more like career wise instead of school wise.
2: Yeah, on that note, I feel like if you are doing something you really love, I feel like that's not gonna make a big deal, but it will still affect your mental health. So at that point, you need to kind of stop yourself. And also, hey man, I mean, li- I really liked your creative use of, you know, goldfish. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about the food then, and then I realized you were all oh, like, wait, no, like the goldfish, like the crack. Yeah, you got
3: oh, it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, on a different note, we are all the firstborn children of our family, right? <laughs> yeah. And yes. we have younger siblings. Mm-hmm. So, being the first child to go to university or to go through this process of um, post secondary education, how are we disadvantaged? Advantage? What do you guys think? Sorry.
0: I
1: think we are slightly disadvantaged because, no, no, we, no, no. no advantage we have the advantage make up your mind no no yeah advantage final decision um because there's no bar for us Mm. um so like let's say we go to like university and then our younger siblings we have set the bar for them to achieve like what we achieved is essentially the minimum for them so they basically had to achieve either what we did or better um and i feel like that's a disadvantage to them and an advantage for us.
0: I feel like one disadvantage that we have is that like we don't have any older siblings that we can kind of turn to to ask for advice and for help and stuff when applying. Um, And even like once you're in university, you don't really have someone that you can kind of ask for help that you're like super close to, you know? I guess you could like rely on your peers and whatnot, but
3: yeah. And as well, I think it would be nice to have like some insight into actual life at university um, from an older sibling. Like, I know my some of my friends have older siblings who are at university right now, and they kind of get to
0: see into that, um, into the social aspect of university life. Okay, so as firstborns, do you guys feel like the pressures on you are much greater than on your siblings? Yeah. Just like general. Sure. And then yeah. So I feel like their expectations are a lot higher too. And so I can say this because my brother is not at home right now. But I feel like my parents expect me to go to a better university or like a better program than my brother.
2: Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is like a like a thing, but like I feel like the second child usually gets like lighter treatment. In terms of like punishments and like expectations literally like the parents have already had one child the second child you know like, <laughs> like my brother does i'm like wow i would never do that <laughs> he's like he's a lot more irresponsible than me like he's he's really loving but like he's super irresponsible
3: Don't
0: even get me started on the third child. That's, they just take it to a whole nother level. They're so like privileged and entitled, I feel like. We didn't grow up that way. We grew up, you know, it was rough for us. (laughs) I feel like this is kind of offensive to our listeners who are third children. (laughs) Alright, so on a different note, do you guys have any fears about university like not getting to school? Because I'm so scared. I'm so scared. What if I apply to a bunch of different universities and I get rejected from every single one? Like, I'd literally be so sad.
2: Then you apply for another one. <laughs>
0: so like, it'll be too late, you know? Oh, right. Maybe that'll be an excuse for like a gap year or something.
2: Right.
3: Yeah, speaking of gap years, um, my, my mom was talking to me about this the other day, and she asked me if I was like considering a gap year. And I don't feel like that's talked a lot about for us, for our generation maybe. Do you guys know
0: anybody who's taking a gap year? Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of take a year and then they travel. And I think they usually say like, oh, I'm taking a gap year to find myself or something like that. And I heard about like a lot of, I think girls specifically, but a lot of people going to Europe and then becoming nannies and like making money that way and i feel like that's kind of cool but i would not want to look after small children
2: feels like a good tv show concept
0: <laughs> it is actually <laughs>
2: <laughs> i bet like a bunch of tv shows do something like that find yourself then become a nanny and then become really close with the kids and then your best leave but you can't i feel like that's like the perfect tv show
0: there is Uday, you should pursue that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah Already got the idea.
0: So in Ontario, there are like a bunch of stigmas. I don't know if stigma is the right word, but I guess stereotypes surrounding certain schools or programs. So what do you guys think about this? And by this I mean like like University of Toronto is super hard and stressful. The students are always depressed. No one wants to go to Trent or Brock, you know? <laughs> what do you guys how do you guys feel about that?
2: Like is this also like like the University of Waterloo all oh, high suicide rate? Yeah. -huh right so I mean I try not to dwell on the negative I feel like if something goes wrong you know I'll, I'll figure it out right so mm-hmm. I believe I can adapt I I certainly I try not to dwell too much on the negative and maybe not too much on the positive either I try to just live in the moment but in a way that I'm still preparing for the future and not being a complete idiot and just put living under a rock yeah <laughs> so I try to definitely stay focused and thinking about the future but definitely living in the moment
0: i've heard like western is a huge party school and like all the kids there do drugs and stuff so that's kind of like a turnoff for me i personally don't really want to go to western and for so, like I
2: have to say oh, i seen, sorry I've, I've seen a lot of like pictures and like videos on yeah, like stories
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah they're all just like Taking hits from bongs and stuff. I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's not really my vibe. As for like Trent and Brock, there are huge stereotypes against those schools. Like I don't really know what it is. I think it's just people think Trent and Brock is just not for smart kids. <laughs> and I don't like that's kind of become also a turn off for me. Like I don't really want to go to Trent or Brock, even though I know I think one of them has like this really good program for something.
2: I have a question for you. Then, would you not go because of the reputation or in the stereotypes associated with it, or do you would you or do you believe those stereotypes to an extent, and you're scared that that might actually be the case?
0: Um, both. I don't. This is so bad of me, but I don't want to be like, haha. I go to Trent University, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I. This is so bad, but I don't know why. Like, like every person that I've seen be like. Oh, I go to Trent or I go to Brock. I've just kind of internally been like, oh, you do. Huh. Okay.
2: Sorry, <laughs> right, Mikey. We appreciate the honesty. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, are there any like schools that you guys are kind of like, yeah, I'm not going there?
2: Quite frankly, I don't know enough about stereotypes to kind of think about that. I think I do a bit of research when I am applying, but mm-hmm. so definitely like stereotypes or not completely wrong let's keep that in mind stereotypes start off with a bit of factual input it's when it gets exaggerated yeah yeah of course sometimes people just make up stereotype and like make up something make something up and become stereotype but Mm. usually a stereotype starts off with a little bit of factual but then it kind of gets exaggerated and generalized that's when it becomes wrong so i feel like if i did a bit of research into the stereotype and where it really came from maybe understanding that kind of stuff i feel like I could maybe consider going I'm not that worried about the reputation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in my efforts and I'm gonna make a name for myself. I'm not gonna be, I'm definitely gonna be affiliated with the university or college that I go to, but I'm gonna make a name for myself right in the end. It's gonna be my job, not my university's job.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's gonna be my future.
3: Yeah, I think for me, like having not done a lot of research on different universities and like these these stereotypes that I'm hearing, that's that's my first perception of these universities. So I think that definitely influences how I'm thinking about where I want to go after high school.
0: The amount of research I've done is abysmal. Like, <laughs> like it's close to none, and it's kind of stressing me out. Like I should be doing research and stuff, but. I don't really know where to start, and I can only last about two minutes before I get bored and you know go do something else. So I think my main perception of Canadian or like Ontario universities is mainly based off of like what I'm seeing on TikTok and like stuff like that, which is really bad. (laughs) But I don't know what to do about it because I can't like do any of the research. Um, Uh,
2: as well. Sorry. Oh, Um, I, I was just saying yes. Sorry
1: oh yeah um the other thing is like stereotypes are like stereotypes because they're shared by so many people and to like alter those stereotypes or like get rid of them it takes a ton of effort true and like being that one person who like tries to spark that like movement almost to like quell this stereotype like i'm not gonna if i were to like I'm not going to ever consider going to Trent and being like, yes, Trent is so good. And like just trying to advertise it and trying to like uh, tell everyone that they're wrong and their perception of this university is wrong because it's never going to work out if I do it alone. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot more work to actually stop and end this stereotype than like, just saying oh yeah i go to trent or i go to brock and i'm proud of it
0: okay i just saw like a TikTok about a girl um who i think goes to trent and she was like oh yeah it's not that bad like this is the school i picked because this is what fit my needs the best um and honestly like it did kind of stick with me since i'm bringing it up now but it didn't really change my mindset or kind of my perception of the school Mm, i think as well like that brings into the into question how
3: much we value external validation like
2: <laughs>
3: if if i think of myself in the future saying oh i go to this university or i go to that university that i i feel self-conscious about that i want people to see me in like you know what i we you know what i'm trying yeah. to say yeah
0: yeah
2: <laughs> i think we all just jinxed of- ourselves now we're all going to go to brock or trent <laughs> <laughs>
0: that might not necessarily be a bad thing yeah no I was just saying yeah
1: okay so about the whole external validation nowadays there's so much of like this motivational slash inspirational stuff swirling around the internet and it's like don't care about what others think of you but I feel like in today's society external validation has become such a big thing and what other people think about you has become like i don't know it's super important in like day-to-day life and i feel like those inspirational slash motivational stuff is correct that you do need to like sometimes you need to leave out the outside world and focus on yourself but um you can't just only focus on yourself because if you leave the outside world out and then like I don't know, it can lead to negative side effects. I feel like.
2: Yeah, for sure. I feel like in for that case, I think those motivational things like, you know, uh, like to not consider like like impressions, like uh, not be as bothered about like the negative things that people say about you. I feel like that's more for the people who only think about that and to the point where it actually affects them negatively. So I feel like it's more to them. And it's not like only think about yourself.
1: Um, yeah, basically it's like, like most things, there are two extremes and then there's like the middle. There's like the one where you focus purely on yourself and you don't really care about what anyone else thinks of you. But then if you say like you perfect what you think is like your ideal self, but then other people don't share the same views, then that could negatively affect you but if you only focus on what other people think and you like spend your whole life looking for that validation from others then you'll never achieve like a sense of satis- like self-satisfaction um and i feel like it's a balance between the two for it to like for you to be healthy and still like both sides are ha- happy i guess
2: yeah that made me think about the confirmation bias and how you know if someone sees someone you know unsuccessful from like what is it like rock and trend yeah so if you see someone unsuccessful from there you're going to kind of reinforce that idea but if you, there might be like successful people from there that you might not take notice to that and and take that into account when making i don't know like creating your opinion on the university
0: that kind of brings up the concept of like what success really is and what it looks like because for me personally Even like right now, for those of you who are not in IB, we are in a class called Theory of Knowledge, and we just did this assignment called an exhibition. And anyways, from my exhibition, I was writing about like stereotypically successful kids. And for my examples, I was talking about how these people went to Harvard or went to Yale and became like professors or like scientists or like Olympians or whatever. And that's kind of what people see as stereotypical success But like, it's such a vague concept. And it's different for everyone. Like some people like their goal in life is have enough money to buy a cottage and go there every summer and like have a peaceful life, you know, and some people are they have goals that are more like the American dream, which is like, get wealthy, get like, you know, a good job and you know, stuff like that.
2: Right. So I was gonna ask, what do you guys think? What is success to you guys? I feel like to me, success is yes. It's to some extent you have to be wealthy. You can't be poor, even if you're happy. I'd say that's not success to me. If you're if you're like getting, like struggling for scraps, I don't think that's like to me that wouldn't be success. If I'm poor, I feel like middle class. I can still I'd still be fine. Middle class, happy, you know, doing a job that I love. That would definitely be success to me. But if I'm poor, if I'm homeless, I feel like that would definitely not be my idea of success because it's not just, I hate to say it, but like, uh, it's the truth that other people's opinions do affect us and that idea, oh, he's homeless, he's poor. And I feel like a lot of things would be done out of pity or people would have this idea about you. And I feel like that would definitely affect you. So I definitely, I wouldn't see personally, um, like a lack of wealth or like poverty as success, even despite if you're happy.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think people always say like money isn't everything money can't buy you happiness, but I think it can to some extent, like, it would be so nice to be able to afford like anything that you want. And, okay, so if you're like poor to the extent that you can barely afford like your basic necessities like that would not make me happy. Struggling to survive that's not success to me and as much as i don't want money to be such a huge part of like society it is and that's just the reality of it so i think success to me does kind of require some some type of wealth you know so that concludes our second episode of the teen table talks podcast thanks for listening bye